Welcome to episode 24 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. In this episode, I talk with uh, Mark Wellsford from Canada. And to start off with, we're going to start with a song that he composed called That's What I Thought. And uh, it's a wonderful tune. And then afterward, we're going to be... Uh, ending with a song of his called that's what or see what she says so that's what i thought and then see what she says excellent songs by mark as well as his wonderful photography and our wonderful conversation so again thank you mark for joining with me (laughs) i hope you enjoy it as well as others so without further ado let's get on with this episode Welcome, everyone, to the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Piper. And as you know, I've been doing a a number of interviews. Um, And today, we have a special guest from Canada, Ottawa, Canada. His name is Mark Wellsford. Welcome, Mark, to the podcast. Thanks a lot, man. uh, It's an absolute privilege to be on here. Absolutely. It's a privilege to have you on. Um, you know, I've seen your, uh, your work on mainly on Instagram and I think it was, you know, once I started, um, following the negative positives, I I can't remember how it worked out, but I started seeing your work and I was like, wow, your work quite stunning. And I'll say that's an honest appraisal of your photography. Um, and I want to get into some of the aspects of, of your photography and why I think it's amazing. But before that, um, would you mind giving us a, a little history as to how you got into photography? Uh, and especially yeah, film photography? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it was, man, I've, I've been kind of bouncing this around my head, having listened to so many podcasts and everybody dives into their story. I'm like, I... I I reflect and I kind of see myself in a lot of those stories and 
and then you asked me to go on. I was like, man, okay, I'll, uh, oh my God. I'm like, I asked my wife, I'm like, how did, how did this start? Like it kind of spiraled out of control, right? Like it, I was like a blur. One day it occurred to me, um, I think, but now looking back, there's a couple of times I photography kind of worked its way into my life. I remember being in high school. I never got into any of the programs, but there was a photo club in this room and I kind of snuck in and sat down. I can remember that. I never did anything with it, but something was there that, you know, there was no sport I was looking at. It was just this camera thing. And, and that kind of got to me. I remember looking back. A lot of it, I think, had to do with, um, I have, this has been said before, but I have a pretty bad memory. Uh, and I find that I was missing a lot of moments with my kids, you know? Yeah. So my wife bought me like a little, uh, I think it was like a Canon, like a little Canon digital camera. Yeah. But, but I kept finding like, I'd press the button, it would beep, and I'd be catching all these images of like a foot leaving the frame. And I'm like, man, like this is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I can't catch anything. Like, And, and so I, I happened to visit my uncle, uh, he's out in New Brunswick, and he had a Canon Rebel XT, I think, uh, you know, DSLR mm-hmm. Canon kit kit uh lens on it i if i think back correctly now and i and i remember pressing the button on it and it just went boom it did the pitch i was like oh it's like the second <laughs> i press the button it takes a pitch i'm like i could totally catch the kids better with one of these so yeah. i kind of in my head and then i did the natural thing kind of finding uh magazines on camera so i could stare at them i didn't know anything about them anyway long story short i came home i grabbed the least used guitar on my guitar rack and put it up on uh we have Kijiji up here. It's at the Canadian uh, Craigslist kind of deal. Yes. Just for selling, and I threw it up. I'm like looking for a, I don't even know what I wrote. I'd probably laugh at it now, like good camera. <laughs> it's got to be large enough to draw attention in public. I don't know what I wrote, but <laughs> dude writes me and goes, and he could have been totally screwing me over too, right? I don't know what right. it was worth. So anyway, he uh, was a professional photographer, and he was selling me his backup D200 Nikon. Oh, and, wow. That's kind of why the Nikon kind of followed me. Like, uh, I never really went over to the other side. So, yeah, I got that. And I just, it was one of those things where you just, every time you come back after going out shooting, you're kind of like, oh, damn, I got another one, good one. Oh, damn, there's another good one. These are actually, I like these. I didn't like, yeah. you know, I would just send them to my dad. I'm like, what do you think, man? Because he, he had a camera a little bit. And he's like, yeah. pretty, so we, we got bonding over that. And yeah. this, this is... I started shooting family stuff. I started enjoying doing that. I bought a D700. After the D7000, there was the gear jumping. Yeah. So long story short on that part, uh, my wife and I started a little business of shooting weddings, shooting families, uh, all of that. Um, The weddings, not at first. Uh, That happened after. Uh, And and literally, I thought the wedding thing was going to be great. I know everyone says, like, don't become a wedding photographer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I so why do you say this? I'm like, I'm like, there's portrait, there's, uh, you know, like all kinds of just real life moments. There's mm-hmm. uh, product shots. I'm like, this is everything because I my photography is all over the place. If you hadn't noticed, mm-hmm. if, if you look through it, it's like there's no co- cohesion. Um, but but guess why I shoot black and white? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's why I, I literally I. Kind of was like, man, I, I don't have any kind of consistency here. So, anyway, I along that way, I found a Nikon FE. Uh, I don't, and that's why I was on a white station. Like, I don't know why I got that. Like, I don't know where that came from. I just, I bought it. I was 
kind of interested in the film thing. I got a Nikon FE, uh, and I slapped the 50 millimeter on my camera onto it. Yeah. And I just dug it. I don't, um, and I, anyway, that somehow, once again, blanks in my memory. The 90s were a rough time for me. So there's a blank yeah. in my memory of, <laughs> I can't remember why I moved, and got, I suddenly just went out, and I drove a long way to get a Mamiya 645. Oh, wow. Where that came from? It was this nice kit from this dude, like about an hour away. Beautiful kit, different lenses, all the backs. I don't even remember knowing what 120 film was. <laughs> like, it didn't really. And I'm looking back on Jesus, like I don't even. So I took a couple shots. I honestly, I don't remember. And I even changed the light seals on the bloody thing. And wow, I, you dove headlong into it. <laughs> yeah, and I just genuinely don't remember. You know, like I just anyway, I. The best, to my best recollection, I believe it was the FPP uh, film photography podcast. I've been listening yes. to that since about year two of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think that stirred the juices. I think that's what got going. I'm pretty certain mm-hmm. if I look back. But I now I miss that, that Mamiya. That's, um, because what happened with that, and I think the biggest part, yes, I sold it. But I put a, a, a collage of the photos, black and white, just coincidentally back then. I just chose it. Black and white photos. I took of my son when he was like two, yeah. Um, and I put them on a wall in the frame. And I and I wasn't one way or another with film or digital at that point. I it really was just kind of in between. Right. And I kept my wife. I'm like something about those photos. I just I love those photos more than the rest of them around here. And I really it wasn't like the you know the romance of film. I'm just like I feel something for those. And I started. I think that's kind of where it started snowballing. Yeah. From that, man, I was just, I think that was, I got out of the wedding game. Because um, yep. I, I literally got to the point where I didn't, like, I loved photography so much, but anyone uttered the word photographer, and I shuddered. Because oh. I, knew, I knew of all the weddings I had coming up uh, in, in the next year and plus, mm-hmm. I was like, every time I thought about it, I was only, you get that kind of anxious, sick to your stomach feel. I'm like, exactly. This is not good for my health, man. <laughs> and like sitting in a room with digital files, uh, mm-hmm. in a day out. And I, I, I had one break one day while I was editing. And I'm like, in my head, really quickly did this quick math. I'm like, the rentals, the day of shooting, how much time I'm spending, how many hours I'm spending editing. And I look at mm-hmm. it I, I, real quick. I'm like, I'm making like three bucks an hour. <laughs> That's I, crazy. I, with, with editing, I had no, I didn't know how to batch edit. So I was like, literally one photo at a time and over, you know, 400 photos a wedding, right? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, long, long, hard uh, figuring that out. But I was like, this like, this isn't, that's not cool. And I hate it. And it's making yeah. me hate it. So I backed off. And the day, like, I literally walked by my office in my house and I'd look away from it. Like, I literally turned my head. I'm like, I want to see it, man. And that made me so sad. But the literally the last day I sent off the last package, it was like it rushed back into me. I was like, and this is right around the time I had lost, and I was telling you about this a little bit earlier, I'd lost uh, my computer. The drive crashed. Yeah. I kept procrastinating on going to. It was like one of those terabyte drives, like a 1,000 gigs, all the photos, right. Earth photos, all, everything from the day I started. And then oh. she's died i went through some pretty big hoops to try to get that fixed no good oh. it's and i just kind of snapped i'm like this is crazy i'm like i can't believe like you know what i mean like it was just mm-hmm. it's too fragile in my mind 
uh, in with my memories to just have something wipe out like yesterday worked, today it doesn't. You right. Know? So I yeah, I, all those pictures all of your kids and things like that. It's like gone. Well, yeah, you know? might as well might as well have had a house fire and had all your nags go. Yeah. You know that dramatic and you're just crushed by it. And I was like, you know what? I I was really enjoying the film and I love those film film pictures on the wall more. Like this mm-hmm. feels real. Let's, I'm going to dive a little bit more into this and then that whole world of like this camera and that camera. So that I was torn, right? I'm, I'm at that point, I wasn't really paying attention to my gear because I don't know, digital gear wasn't fun. Um, right. I not, there's nothing against it. Um, you know, I, I just, totally get it. <laughs> it's everyone. I hear this like time and time again on podcasts and everybody I talk to is like, nobody wants to say one's better they aren't like one if it serves a purpose it's a tool at the end of the day i get it i do um sincerely but at the end of the day like everyone says it's it's the it's the user experience and that has big time come down to what my photography is to me now it's it's and especially in the last year and a half through all this craziness it's been just getting out and using it as therapy um I, it's a bit of catharsis right oh dude it's it was everything for me and and i actually enjoyed the winter last year like i was out no one was around i'm walking my dog at like midnight in like deep snow and i absolutely love uh winter i always did i mean i'm, a, I'm an avid snowboarder yeah. Um, yeah. but just the last couple of years i just haven't made it up and so all of a sudden I started being like grumpy old snow guy. I'm like, I don't like the winter. I'm locked in my house all the time. I can't go to the hills. And I got really, so I was like, I started walking every day. And that just led into walking the streets every day and, and yeah. kind of just exploring the town. Um, I'm sort of new to this town. We live just outside the city where I grew up. Uh, my wife and I moved here. And it's just a small little town outside of uh, Ottawa, which is the... Canada's capital, nation capital. Yeah. I grew up there, but we just liked getting out a little bit further away. And so getting to know the place was really cool with the cameras. Yeah. You know, well, I wanted to ask you about that because, um, you know, on, during the past year, I've seen a lot of pictures. Let me see uh, how you how you wrote it out. Oh, oh. I, I don't think I actually... Oh, is it the... Um, you know what? I'll have to look at... I saved a couple of your photos, screenshotted them. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's okay, but um, oh, I wanted to... Let's see. Was it the uh, wandering the neighborhood? Or the yeah, old? adventures, wa- adventures yeah. in wandering the small, uh, same small town every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. talking about that discovery. So, uh, describe that process and like perhaps even uh, you know you just said that you're kind of new to that town. Um, yeah. Maybe the way uh, people have interacted with you or not. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, walking this town has, it's been quiet. I, I don't, uh, I admire street photography uh, quite a yeah. bit, actually. And um, I, I don't do it. And that's fine. You know, in my, I've, I've, I've kind of, I guess I'm self-reassuring out loud there by accident. And that's okay. <laughs> it is, I've come to grips with, I can't do that. Uh, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I've always, I, I've put myself in awkward situations my entire life because always it was always a good outcome after. I'm like, you know, stretch your boundaries, get out there, do something awkward. And I think at like, what am I, 44 now? Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I put myself in so many awkward positions as an introverted dude. Yeah. Uh, 
that I'm kind of done. I don't want. I don't feel like stretching that boundary. I'll 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 just <laughs> admire it from afar. But this town, I I guess I I have a few same as you. Just being on Instagram, yeah. I have a, people that are really inspiring, um, and that's basically who I follow. Just people I I, I get the feels from when you see the images, even on a phone, right? Yeah. Uh, but a couple of them. Um, I've actually grown to be quite good friends with, but they're also like some of the craziest photographers. Like, in a lot of it, I found myself just drawn to like, um, uh, what's that dude's name? They're just everyday kind of forms and shapes, I guess. That's if I had to put it some way, it's just here. I'll put it really in a clean, the cleanest way I can say. When I was shooting things <laughs> and I was doing stuff professionally, I always had heavy duty imposter syndrome like okay right? so it was always like these are great i'm like whoa that was just lucky once again <laughs> and i guess that's <laughs> out of it too that on top you just felt like you're like man what about when i don't get lucky right. so even though maybe you've acquired the skills to knock it out you just kind of so what shooting i do around the city and stuff or just any shooting in general is just soon as i instinctually feel something i just take a picture of it and there was, there was really no real math to it. Yeah. I just, I let that lucky thing go. I just, you know, if I, if, if it just calls to you, you're like, nope, you see something. I stop for a sec, check it a little bit deeper. Yeah. Go through that whole process of like, what is it that drew me to this? I'm okay. I, I see something. I gotta, I gotta move around and, and that kind of stuff, right? You're as a photographer, we're always walking around with that, like that filter on. I, like my wife's kind of scared of like driving with me because I'm always <laughs> like looking out the side of the car like, did you see that friggin' barn? Did you see the light on that barn? She's like, you're going to have us all killed. <laughs> you have to be chill, man. But that's, I do totally understand that. <laughs> right? You can't shut it off. So no. <laughs> size everything up and I just always bring a camera when I go out. Yeah. So I, I need to get out. My dog loves going for walks. Mm-hmm. And I like had all these cameras I've been uh, acquiring and uh, just hitting the streets and walking. And and I like, you know, I guess um, it's obvious the whole black and white thing on my page. It kind of, uh, it come, comes from two ways, I guess. It, 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 in my brain, it, it's that continuity. It's mm-hmm. the, it's getting to know one medium. I, I try color. Um, and digital, obviously, and it just never really did it for me. And I, I started like the black and whites. Just you know, you see yourself, you print something, you're like, yep, I like that more than the color. And I yeah. just bonded with the color stuff. I tried, and every time I took a picture, I'm like, oh man, that looks like I took it with my phone. Like mm-hmm. it just never connected. So, and I do love the black and white kind of, just always searching for patterns, shapes, colors, textures, lights. And just exactly, unless that color is an element, which I find it doesn't pop up with me enough. Yeah, um, I did buy a Hasselblad with a second back on it just in case I want to experiment and dabble with color because it's yeah. Gross, yeah, and be like, man, this would be good in color, maybe I should try that. So that is definitely on the horizon, but uh, I just get, I get stuck in insert, you know, like you get stuck in your way and. I, that you know, I, I I totally understand that. Um, as far as the um, the black and white, I remember way. Well, I took a digital photography course back in I don't know 2012, 2011, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2012, and uh, um, 
I was talking with my instructor, and that actually that photog- that digital photography photography course was sort of seminal for me to get into film. Although it was it would be a few years until I actually got into film, but um, we talked about black and white photography and how you know it, how you have to focus on various other elements when the color is removed. And I see that in your work, like you, the things that you photograph you see the shapes the composition is spot on um the focus on this aspect or that aspect is just you know really really amazing and when you have that color removed you can actually see that so that's i i appreciate your your intended focus on black and white that's pretty cool so i i, I guess at this point it kind of it, it it's doing exactly what i would hope it do is it just it becomes more natural. Like when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm looking around and I'm walking around, I see him. And that sounds so cliche, but I, I, I see him black and white. I, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's just, not cliche. It, uh, it just, that is kind of what happens, I guess. And it's the same thing as like, you know, doing, I'm doing one year with a 50 millimeter lens. I'm going to be so in tune with that. Uh, that could happen too. I do. I do typically only shoot that focal length. Of, of yeah. On. Yeah. I've got like, <laughs> just shelves of cameras with 50s on them. Uh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> just, I, that's what I started on when I yep. bought that D200. It was like, here, you know, uh, 50 millimeter lens slapped around the front, and I just, I just lived with that thing on there. And everything behind me, I think, is 50. Uh, a couple of cameras I shoot at home, anything medium format is like equivalent to 4550. Um, yeah. So it's black and white, basically a 50. And the only time I vary that is between like square format or like 35. Right. Uh, that's and actually the funny thing is I've been actually finding like I've been leaning really hard towards square because every time I see a 35 mil, I'm like thinking pano. It looks so wide. <laughs> I'm like this is so wide. Is my camera actually putting this out? I'm like it's starting to look too long. So oh, I'm like because wow. I always saw six seven as kind of a weird uh, aspect ratio. I bought an RB six seven. Uh-huh. I'm like, I just didn't bond with that kind of aspect. Went to square. Now I'm starting to think that it's kind of a cool, uh, you know, to get my at least elongated one side kind of vibe without going full 35 on it. It is weird. Right. You shoot one square format and everything else starts to seem kind of kind of wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I do appreciate square format. I mean, this is back in my digital days when I I, I think it was a Canon S95. A little tiny point and shoot, pretty good point and shoot, but it was you know just a little tiny. But they had us you know square format, or you know you could shoot square format or you know various other formats. And I did shoot square format myself, and I thought, wow, that's that's really cool. So I appreciate what you're it's, saying about that. <laughs> a square came out of nowhere for me because I remember loving the look of Hasselblads. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get one of those one day. <laughs> oh, they shoot square. Oh hell no. <laughs> I was like, man, what am I going to do? I love the look of this camera so much, and I feel like I, I need one, yet it's shooting squares. Ugh. <laughs> and I, didn't, I was like, that was the only thing holding me back from trying to get one. And then just years later, I, uh, I, I stumbled into uh, TLRs. Just, uh, and that was kind of it. And it just, it was, it seemed to just lock. I just, just the way of seeing. Is that uh, six by six? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what the heck one was, but I I think it was a Ishika 124G. Okay. Um, and that was just kind of that gateway kind of thing, and then it broke. And, oh, so, no. and so that I bought a, 
um, a Roliflex 2.8 uh, like a couple months ago to replace the poor guy. <laughs> and it came in and it was all the lenses were flipped inside out and something was wrong. So I had to send that back to the seller. That one broke my heart. Oh, no. And then, uh, yep, I just, and then I got my hands on the Hasselblad and then I just lived with that thing um, pretty, cool. pretty permanently. And uh, it's, it actually, it was the, uh, um, it was the lens on it that was actually unique. It wasn't just, it's not just a Hasselblad lens. It's actually a Kodak Ektar because my Hasselblad's like an older one. It's a okay. uh, 1000F. So okay. it's like for the 500 anyway, it comes with these cool Kodak lenses, screw on ones. Oh, wow. And you can focus right up to like 30 inches, something like that. It's like, so it was actually the Hasselblad's look that got me to buy it, but the lens that made me keep it, because that sucker would have been sold had it just been a regular old square pictures. I think it's, it's, right. I find it really hard to handle. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> buck, you know? So, so do, you, do you find that you shoot uh, mainly medium format or? Uh, it's, it's. I go on rides. <laughs> I go on waves. Yeah. Um, like I, I was on a heavy wave of ultra low ISO films Ugh. that mostly happened due to cost effectiveness. <laughs> like I'd be, I was bulk rolling some. Like I'd shoot Ilford, I guess HP five, just bulk. And then yeah. somebody offered me is like, hey man, uh, I got this low ISO film. I was just somebody on Instagram, and he's yeah. like. Uh, yeah like iso 25 i was like oh that's low he's like but i'll sell you 400 feet for like 60 bucks oh man i was like, I was like oh my god i'm like all so like, okay done done and <laughs> and i've been collecting these rolls of the stuff i like that was like a 4791 it was uh it's an uh black and white yeah dug that yeah. stuff and then i bumped into 2238 mm -hmm. which was just a pan uh but it's oh iso like whatever i always shoot it at 25 okay and, I can't handhold something at four seconds. Like I'm too shit. Too much caffeine ripping through my veins. So yeah, I, I started shooting that stuff, and that kept me in the 35 world um, for a while. And I love that stuff. I, I still do. I mean, I'm, uh, I love the idea of a grainy uh, kind of structure to my images, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's just so crazy to see that. It's not like digital. Everyone says it's so clean because it's such a low ISO. It's so clean. It looks digital. I'm like, but it has this smoky depth to it like a yes kind of and that paired up with this um i have a, a sumicron 50 millimeter again yeah. uh that uh it seems to like just highlight the glow the highlights get okay. uh, like a smooth glow to them uh, i just that was my go-to for you know it, it just had this special look to it okay. and those are the cameras that make a you know they they, they make the lineup or something that the lens has to be somewhat special. Right, right. I'm perfectly aware the body is, you know, just an opening. Right, and that's true. It classes everything, right? So I love the bodies, but then I got to get something. I will always reach for the lens on the shelf to go out with that may render some magic of some sort. I, you know, if I, if I, and I love my Nikons, but every time <laughs> I pitch it back of a 50 millimeter on the Nikon, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm glad I captured that moment. That was, yeah. but it never has that like you you scan it in, you look, you're like, oh, look at the dreamy look at this thing. So yeah. I guess that's I'm like I love that um, surreal kind of ethereal look to stuff. I love the Holga, that kind of thing. And cool. like I said, they're all just yeah, their gear gets in the way sometimes. But it's true. It sometimes is inspiring if you. It kind of combines well when I'm going out to bike and I throw my bag on. 
Mm-hmm. And I go to the old hutch and I open it up and I have my, you know, pile of them. I will always grab for that one that has that cool, it might, you know, the, I have a couple lenses that really render things a little differently. Okay. Um, and just has a certain look to it, I guess. I don't know. Can I ask you a question? You just said something. Yeah. Um, you said when you go on a, go out on your bike, do you mean no. motorcycle or bicycle? No, nah, I wish. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I have my bicycle. Nice. Yeah. Um, I I love I mean I'm, I I love mountain biking I, I yeah. use my mountain bike for road biking until I get a road bike and yeah. I've been trying to think you know I'd love to bring my camera of course I I only shoot 35 millimeter I I have yet to venture into me, medium format <laughs> oh, no but uh but I agree as far as the uh, low ISO it's a way to get seemingly medium formatish look I guess because you're shooting wide open. Right, exactly. But uh, yeah. I'd love to carry it, you know, some way on with me on my, well, you know, while I'm going on a, on a bike ride, because I think, yeah. you know, you pass by things in your car and you don't see them on your bike. You see, you do see them. Exactly. So. That's yeah. You're saying you're hitting it. Uh, me getting a bike was kind of like a this weird uh, twist of timings. My kids just learned to ride their bikes. Yep. Uh, uh, like a while back, and 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 I'm like, man, well, they need somebody to go with. And I'm, you know, so I'm like, I better just go buy a bike. And I, yeah. and my, and my uh, I just happen to be talking to my, uh, my camera repair guy. I bring way too many cameras. So we, we're quite good friends now. <laughs> <laughs> just one, so, and he does all these, he's actually out right now doing a 200 kilometer bike. Uh, I don't know how many wow. miles that is. But just, and that inspired me. I'm like, man, he's taking his cameras with them and going shooting. I'm like, that's exactly it. You can pull over anywhere. And that's kind of what photography's really always done for me is it gets me out. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, I'm like, I, I found myself like 5 a.m. on the snowbank next to a river because I'm waiting for the sun to come up. I'm like, if this camera was not in my bag right now, there's not a chance I'd be sitting here. That's like, true. I just, I'm not that dude. I, I mean, I am not waking up at four in the morning to go sit in a snowbank for no reason. <laughs> and even to watch a beautiful sunrise, I don't even think I'd pull that out, you know? But. Yeah that it gives you a reason to get out and get up and that was kind of that therapeutic end to the you know i'm like i gotta walk the dog yep. eh, i don't really feel like doing that <laughs> but i bring the camera all right let's go and <laughs> next thing i'm out i may not come back with anything but that's, <laughs> but at uh, least you you had had the uh, intention intent to be to do that and that, with the possibility of of capturing something that's that's yeah, cool exactly now you mentioned uh, waking up early, uh, you know, four o'clock. Um, something I wish I would have. I, I, it happened a couple of days ago. I was so tired, though. Um, I just didn't wake up. I, did, I knew I wouldn't get enough sleep if I woke up to see it, and yeah. we would have only seen at most a seventy-five or eighty percent coverage. Oh, the uh, the eclipse! Eh? Yeah. Did you get yeah. to see that? <laughs> yeah, because my photographer friends took a picture of it while I was sleeping. Oh. Now, I'm so bummed. I woke up, and I'm like, I don't know, like, I woke up at like 8 or 9, and okay. I get on Facebook, and I have a friend, uh, you, you probably know him from paid, uh, a lot of the groups, um, but he, uh, he's he got all these pictures up already, and there's pictures of him, he's got his 500 millimeter lens out, and in the morning, I'm like, what were you doing up at 5? Because <laughs> he wakes up, he has horses and stuff, he has to wake up at 4 a.m. for the all yeah. that, so he's yeah. up, and he caught some of the most phenomenal pictures of that. I was like, we had an eclipse? <laughs> like you know what that dude has an app i believe it's an app that can show you where things what 
happening, where on earth it's happening, and uh, I've got an app the same because if yeah. I don't know if have you ever seen a, a, a total eclipse? No, I don't. Oh, think I, it's to- I don't think I have. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's for me myself. Um, seeing the eclipse, it, there was an eclipse that went by went went through America in 2017, mm-hmm. and so my my family and I traveled out to Nebraska to see it, and I'd never seen total solar eclipse before before right um you know i've seen you know with uh welder's goggles a partial eclipse and that's pretty cool but it's not mind-blowing seeing that full eclipse was just breathtaking so here's here's something i don't know you know i hope covid restrictions uh you know end here relatively soon and that the border will open up between u.s and canada because in 2024, April 8th, 2024, yeah. there's going to be a total solar eclipse passing through the very northwestern part of Vermont. Oh. So I know it's going over Can- parts of Canada as well. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a little ways away, but I'm... Uh, it, it happens. I mean, the time passes quickly, though. So I remember the, I remember the one you were saying down that happened in the States. We were up at our cottage, and we heard about this eclipse that was happening. I'm like, oh, my God, kids, it's going to be so dark. And we kind of sat out there, and I'm like, is it getting darker? Does anyone feel it's getting darker? It was kind of like dimmer, and it was kind of eerie. And then it yeah. just came, sun came back. I was like, that wasn't it. I had the, I had the kids so stoked for this. I'm like, it was so, like, nighttime, kid. Like, nighttime. Yeah, yeah, I was a little, I should have had the app. I should have had well, the app. Make your plans, man, because I, I tell you what, there is almost nothing in the sky more beautiful than a full total solar eclipse. Uh, it's absolutely breathtaking. It. it Almost tear, tear, bringing tears to my eyes just thinking about it. So. Yeah, that was, was it actually all the photos I saw? The sky was like orange. Um, when we saw it, it was a full solar eclipse, so that the sky was dark. It was almost like dusk, yeah. but yeah. it was a weird dusk. It was it was not quite the same as dusk. It was quite a bit different, but that's the closest analog to it. That's so, super. but yeah, 2024, you got it. If you can at all make it to Eastern Canada, that would be, or even in the States, that'd be, you know, a great thing for you and the kids. So, yeah, no kidding. I wouldn't mind starting to do a little bit more traveling again. It's, uh, <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, I think they're, they're they'd like to go down to New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many, so many of the, so many of the superheroes flying around, right? Yeah, exactly. They're quite sure that they're down there. So I just got to make my way. I'm like, uh, New York, eh? Yeah, I remember getting a laptop stolen from my car there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna rock that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was. We were down there, and I, I had left it with, with the GPS back in the day, man. My laptop on the driver's seat, and a, this black wired-in puck I slapped on the magnet on the top of my roof, and that was our GPS. Oh no! So getting back from New York was a little bit more challenging. Yeah, there, right? That was uh, the days. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, have have your kids? I I saw on Instagram. Thinking about your kids, I've I saw I think some pictures of you um, and, and your kids playing playing lo- smaller guitars. Have yeah. they picked up uh, any photography at all? Uh, actually, you know what? And I they all do dabble in it. Everybody in the family does. Apparently, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> my son has this uncanny ability to take my iPad and take really great photos. Um, just and he he sees me doing all this black and white stuff so he starts he starts bringing me the ipad going look what i took a picture of and it'd be like of a picture of his sister but i'm like it's so well composed and he then he edits it and puts it in black and white 
he's oh, wow. uh, he's 10 and he gets these. I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, that's a good photo. He's like, I know, right? And then he like runs off and uh, and his sister, his little sister got a, she got a little, um, what was it? Something, a little Pentax digital. Yeah. It was actually, I, I picked it up. Somebody was selling a, a Rolly 35S for like, I don't know, like 50 bucks. Yeah. And my wife found this on Marketplace on Facebook and she happened to be also giving away the Pentax digital with it. I was like, whoa, oh. get the Rolly and you get this digital. So she <laughs> started cool. shooting that little thing. Um, and then my wife really, when that, uh, when my Rolly 2.8 was temporarily at the house before we realized how broken it was, my wife uh. was just smitten with this thing. Oh. And she's like, and after a while she's like, I'd like to get it. I wouldn't mind getting the camera. I'm like, because she was into it a little bit before I was. And yeah. uh, she's like, I wouldn't mind getting a film camera. I was like, okay, cool. She's like, I want a Rolly. I'm like, you know, <laughs> there's some cool, there's like cool Yashikas. And <laughs> I'm like, well, like. It, no, she's like, no, I want like the one you had. I'm like, well, the one I had <laughs> was really expensive. So, and, and so I'm like, all right, fine. I'll just, I, I just scour eBay like a crazy person. I found her. I, yeah. uh, it was a Rolleiflex 3.5A. Okay. And it was just an awesome shape. And she, uh, she has some horses out at the barn. And so she takes it out there and it's just documenting all that stuff. Oh, cool. Just really cool. It just, I thought I was afraid that she'd kind of grab it and go, ah, it was kind of cool. And no, man, she, you know. She's uh, taking off with it. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's opening up the bricks of film in my fridge. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, she's uh, just loves black and white, too. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so we've been kind of uh, getting out, uh, doing a little bit of shooting. Um, and my older kids, yeah, I have the older kids, too, and they... One of them realized uh, the twins are eighteen now, and oh, man. Uh, and my son, uh, my son realized he ha- he didn't have any like pictures that would last. I guess I'm wearing off on him. Like that his friends is yeah. kind of last year of high school. He's like, well, well, damn. I'm, he, he's like, I, I want to go get a Polaroid. So he went and got one of those one step twos. Oh man, it's and, it's crazy and, how they're becoming more popular, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's that instant photo, man. I've been dying to kind of take it out. I'm like, that's even more expensive than medium format. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I think it's expensive as large format. Yeah. Like, what is that? Three bucks a pop? You better have some, you know, tight friends you want to remember. I love it. I'd love to take it out. I will. It's yeah. just every time yeah. I open his bedroom at this one of those graphite gray ones is just sitting there staring at me. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> try stuff, man. I, I like the black and white stuff. No surprise, but it's all square black and white, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Hey, on my list. Um, and then. Cool. My older daughter had a, I bought her a D40 Nikon. She's wanted a digital. Okay. And she's shooting that. So I literally, I, because uh, I was, I, I was saying about that today. I'm like, had anyone else picked it up? I'm like, geez, kind of. Just. <laughs> they all did in a, yeah, in a way. It's, it is one of those things with, same with music, uh, having music around them and me playing it their entire lives. I guess everybody I talked to, because I'm also like a music teacher. So they're like, well, do you teach them? Are they, like, do your, all your kids must play instruments. I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, they dabble, you know. Right. Uh, grabbed a bass. Um, my daughter has a guitar. They just kind of mess with it. And right. that's always been the best way to, like, kind of get people interested. And, you know, had I been like, look, these are the things I know when you're about to find them out about cameras. Right, right. <laughs> but if, but really if you cool. just do it around them, exactly, they just kind of assimilate, yeah. Yep. I've just always said, I'm like, I'm... You want to get into it? I'll submerge you in it. Uh, really, basically, I'll do that with anything they're into in life. Yeah. You know, you have a little spark, and you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, no, they all uh, get into it a little bit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. There's a one question I wanted to ask you. Uh, it it does have happen to do with black and white in that it's the only picture that I saw on your entire feed that was not. <laughs> and the, it was a pic, it was a picture of a lens, and you said the coating is strong with this one. So I wanted to ask, uh, are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I was I remember listening to your Star your Star Wars podcast. Sorry, no, your I was listening to your podcast when it first started. And you were mentioning, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm like, he's a Star Wars fan too. This is awesome. Yeah. Gen X. I'm like, I've never like uh, I'm very much uh, still stuck in the '90s in my head, right? Like, oh was, yeah, man. <laughs> it was I hit high school grade nine in 1990. Okay, and, and that was where music hit. Uh, that's where I started like getting into it. It was just um, and I love all that uh, older stuff from, uh, yeah. Like, Soundgarden. I, I, and <laughs> oh, dude, music-wise, yeah. Uh, this place has actually opened my eyes a lot, uh, teaching kids of uh, every walk of life just different styles of music. Okay. And uh, But, no, I lean heavily into the uh, 90s kind of alter. Well, that's what, you know, started the whole music route. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> it, was, it was actually just photography and when I started into photography, it was just the two art forms were so closely related, I found. Mm. Oh, my God. I'd be in the middle of teaching guitar. I'm like, oh, that's just the same as cameras, like photography. Yeah. You know, in every, I kept like step by step. Uh, you could see it in, in both forms. And I'm like, it's crazy. Uh, so true. It, yeah. Did you graduate high school in, well, what year did you graduate high school? Uh, I'm trying to do the math here. Four or five. 95. 94 or five. I have five. I was in uh, nine, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So yeah, like ninety-five maybe because okay, I. Yeah. I was ninety-four. Yeah, I think so. We, yeah, we were the same. You know, well, yeah, you remember that whole. I, I'm assuming when yeah. it came back in the early '90s, it was you know we're kind of out of. <laughs> I'm talking less about photography right now and more about music, but um, yeah, when it was hair metal, and then all of a sudden, Nirvana came on the scene. <laughs> And Pearl Jam came on. It's like it yeah. changed so quickly, you know. It, it was. It. I was never into hair metal. I was. I was a huge like. Uh, all I listened to was hip hop before. Like yeah. uh, my, my first album was "Licensed to Ill" by BC Boys, followed yes. up by followed <laughs> up by "Raising Hell" by Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Listened to was like in an early '90s hit, and I was kind of listening to hip hop still. I remember walking by the gym one day and there was a bunch of girls outside all dressed in like black uh, cheerleader suits and they were going in for an air band. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I went in and it was like the band was doing Teen Spirit because it had just been, I guess, released. Or this is my vague, horrible 90s memory of. But I remember going like that was the first time I heard that. And it was it's kind of the like chili peppers and all that stuff is what drug me right out of didn't take me out of hip hop and stuff. But it definitely like <laughs> kind of rediverted you a little bit. <laughs> And exactly, and it just everything about it was, uh, it just we were my brother and I were watching, I think it was like '94, we were watching Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, Smashing Pumpkins came on, <sighs> and they had this, they're playing Cherub Rock, and there was this crazy solo in it. Oh, and man. my jaw just, I'm literally like hanging my mouth open. I look over, my brother was sitting on the couch, I'm like, dude, like, we need guitars, that was <laughs> easy, man. <laughs> so we uh, yeah boom got guitars and that was kind of like my my first OCD obsession that actually hasn't stopped like my guitar is sitting right next to me and there's like another 13 behind me uh 
and then the it was nice to have photography come along yeah. at just about the right time to give me something else to obsess about you right. know and well, I have a, it was a, it's a really heavy ADHD brain where I just hyper focus on one thing yeah and it was nice to be forced uh, sort <laughs> of by accident by myself and then right. seeing there's something else other than music well it's kind of like that old saying um the the sum is worth more than the or the whole is worth more than the sum of its parts or something like that yeah and it it, it kind of it's kind of that way where it, you combine both artistic endeavors and you come out with something that is more full of meaning than either one of them alone you know yeah yeah so and maybe that's why you have album covers with the music because the the, the cover is drawing you in and you look at the cover while you're listening to the music, or at least from our oh, generation, we did so, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. I convinced my son to get a bunch of records. I just, he, he now has this beautiful selection of uh, oh, vinyl, man. and uh, it's nice to see that in the artwork on them. I've shot a couple album covers. Uh, did you? It was, yeah, it was neat being on the other side. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. But I, I was in a band for about 12 years, uh, same group of guys, uh, and it being on that receiving end of cameras uh, for years was kind of uh, I hated it. Like I hated yeah. it. Uh, very, still, it was a weird job being a, such an introvert um, like to choose to stand in front of people every night. Uh, yeah. so, you know, it was like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> what have I got myself into? I just wanted to jam with some dudes in their basement. Exactly. And, uh, it was just one of those days where the singer turns around and he's like, we, I got us a gig. Like, what? <laughs> 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 you know, like famous people do gigs. I anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't That's like the cool. cameras, and then yeah, being on the other side of it is neat. Um, and we work. I work here at a music school, and yeah. uh, you know, there's some of our students have gone on to do uh, do some have some careers in music and recorded albums, and I've done a lot of the artworks for it, and it's a blast being on the other side. That's cool. That's really cool. Feel it, you know, like when I'm shooting someone. For someone like that, I know how they're feeling on the other side of it, and right. I really do my part to make them feel more comfortable because I know exactly <laughs> what it felt like. Like, what do I do with my arms? That's what <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Just I don't know. That's, Be natural. Uh, yeah, natural. I always used to say, like, pretend you're standing at a bus stop waiting for someone. <laughs> you know, That's how, awesome. how would you? What are you going to lean on the wall or you know, just right. there? Yeah, I I don't shoot people anymore. I just literally wander the same neighborhoods and uh, kind of take that route with it. That's the next adventure in it. it I I would love to shoot people. Um, it I think it's it's a matter of getting over the for me getting a, uh, over the hump because I'm I'm not particularly introverted. I have you know part of me is, but I I feel comfortable talking with people. Yeah. But it's kind of. It feels like, you know, when I'm photographing, I'm getting into potentially their space. And I, I'm just uncomfortable with that. But I really want to get over that hump because for me, the human, especially the eyes and the face in general, is so much different than, say, a tree or a mountain or a building or a car or whatever, because there's so much contained within the human eye. There's so much contained in the expressions of of the human face that isn't contained other in, in other air, you know, other things you could photograph, you know, it automatically, for me, it was like, I was, when I first, first started with the digitals, it was always, 
uh, landscape because I was able to go out by myself and it was my, it was just a relaxation kind of exercise. I'm like, my God, no one's around. I can take my time. Uh, And then I guess I got like somebody else in one of my photos. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, this is way (laughs) cooler. I'm like, look, they're in the landscape and there's more emotion feel. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I like, I started really digging into like shooting portraits and headshots of everybody that would get in front of my camera. Yeah. And, and it was like, I remember back in like early, I don't know what year it was, but it was like when you bring all your digital files in and then you like almost like sharpen the eyes more. So they're like just <laughs> almost like alien vibes. Yeah. I'm like, cause that was to me in like the image, everything I would shoot every camera wide open, which I'm still right. actually really guilty of. Um, I hate stopping down. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I, I shoot wide open quite often too. <laughs> yeah, like with, with portraits, it's like as long as I can hit the eyes, mm-hmm. let everything else fall where it's gonna fall. Right, the exposure and the light in the eyes, and and I know you know a little more uh, thought can go into environmental portraits and trying to right. that's it's challenge right, not blowing everything out all the time. Right, right. <laughs> I hate to use it as a crutch, but I also just I'm drawn to the look of them. So I'm, there's that battle in my head going like, oh, you're just shooting everything wide open because it looks like that. Like, but you shoot everything wide open because it looks like that. Yeah, exactly. There, there is a reason. I mean, they, you know, they, they talk. I think there's a there, there's a, a lot of discussion about around too much bokeh or whatever. Uh-huh. But for me, I just I love the fall off between the the subject that you're, you know, focusing on and yeah. its background. I just love that. Yep that dreamy look of the photography that you don't normally see with your eye. You don't see that way. Everything's in sharp focus. Exactly. And I like the way photography allows you to see something normal that in in kind of a different way, which kind of makes me think of some of the photographs you've taken. I remember emailing them or emailing you about these photographs. Yeah. Three in particular, uh, tuning pegs, Uh your heating radiator and a I think skateboard wheels. Yeah. And you're turning these prosaic items, these everyday, you know, items that you just, you know, use or maybe don't even use. They're just kind of in the background and turning them into a work of art. And I think that's, Thanks. that's really that's cool good. that you do that, you know? Man, like, I, I honestly, did you ever, did you ever like, have, oh, maybe this is just a Canadian thing. There was this magazine when I was a kid called Owl Magazine. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a PBS thing. Uh, I don't know if that's an American thing, but. Um, well, PBS is, I'm not sure about Al, but yeah, I guess it was like, anyway, on the back of these magazines that I got monthly when I was a little kid, it always have, and now looking back on it, it was something to do with the macro lens and oh, he wow. would, it would be like this little collage of like, what's this, what's this? And it would be like this enormous close up. But I think in, in my way, I'm like, I'm kind of seeing these like little elements of something and kind of going like, well, guess what this is, you know, like it kind of, you're yeah, I just I remember looking back in those magazines, going, I think that's in my head when I'm going out, kind of grabbing little parts of things. Yeah, um, it's so important that that Hasselblad has that close focus for me. It's, right. you know, it can really even with the medium format with the Rolly Flex, I would have had to snap on some close-up filters and then off and then on and off. And then this one's just uh, I can you just focus up on it. It's it, you know it's a close focus uh, the Hasselblad lens and uh, getting in getting those details right and uh, yeah. I love that kind of like what is that and causing your eye to bounce around in an image and try to let your brain put it together uh, you yeah. know not not everything I shoot is mis- you know some mysterious uh, mysterious 
uh, image. <laughs> but I love that. I love when it's just it makes you know it grabs you and makes you look around in it. Uh, yeah, you you love when it, it maybe inadvertently gives you that that effect. Yeah. Maybe that you weren't even intending, but it it's just kind of pops up pops up out of the photo because of the way you shot it. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like uh, when I'm looking at images. Usually a couple things. I'm usually trying to. Who was that guy? John John Free, I think. John Free is like a street photographer. He's on mm. YouTube a bunch. Uh, but he's always like, your images have to have like three elements. And it's usually like an element of surprise and there has to be a feel of mood. So, uh, and I forget the hell the other one was. Composition. Yeah. <laughs> Composition, <laughs> mood. And then the third thing is like a little surprise. Like when you look at the picture, like, oh, this is nice. Oh, look at that. That last little, I'm like, if I can get three things into each image, I, I, so that's like kind of like the challenge. Okay. Hey, okay, so this thing, how do I want to make this scene feel? I'm feeling it, but I know if I take a picture, it's not going to like, if I don't really hone in on what I'm feeling right here. So I, I'm really looking, you know, something catches my eye, stop, go, how does this feel? Um, how do I, how am I going to make this freaking tool right. really what I'm feeling? And sometimes I'm just, I have my bag on. I'm like, well, not with this camera. And I'll throw it in my bag and pull out like my Holger or something going, that'll do it. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of an artificial, uh, <laughs> not an artificial vibe or a feel or mood you're giving it, but the camera does play into that. Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, if we utilize these tools uh, to their greatest extent, sometimes the, the tools themselves can make an effect on the yeah. photo that maybe the film doesn't or our composition doesn't. It's just the tool itself, like the plastic yeah. lenses, produce an effect that exactly. we don't normally see because we're not looking through that lens, but it does give that <laughs> that effect on that on that image. So, and I, and I think that's, if I were to think about it, I think that's kind of why I shoot black and white a little bit too, is because yeah. of yeah. the, we see color all day and yeah. immediate removal from reality as soon as you go black and white. That's and, true. You know, it just, we don't see like that unless you shoot it all day long, but it, you don't, <laughs> it just, uh, automatic removal from reality. I love that. Now you can play with more, uh, like mood and stuff. Yeah. And other than against color, every time somebody, you know, I have lots of friends that shoot color film, I'm like, damn, I should get into that. It's so inspiring. And I just don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, there, I guess it's kind of like the idea that there's, there's just so much, I mean, like right now, there's so much, so many film stocks. I know. Uh, so I many. Know. Um, I, you know, I shot a little bit of film in the form of disposable cameras back in the day, back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know much about film a at all. And now, you know, I'm seeing all these, you know, great varieties of film stocks. Yeah. So even if you just focus on one aspect, you have a lot of different options just within that one, you know, <laughs> one form of photography so you know what, it'll, it'll never get old you know no, exactly man. there's no end to it it's kind of like uh it's exactly the same as music there's no end to it if learning yeah. guitar if there was an end to that i'd be so bummed yeah I'd be like, really i that's it i'm good okay like next <laughs> yeah. thing. you know like it, it has to there has to be discovery and and renewing all the time or else you know I guess that's why the gear, right? And we're like, well, I'm not doing it mentally, so I'm going to go buy new. Right, and right. It's that give and take of, like, I'm feeling inspired. I don't care what the gear is. I'm just, I saw this scene. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it, I, I've seen some of my friends who are just incredible musicians pick up an absolute beater of a guitar and play yeah. so well. And you're like, right there. That's, you know, 
that's what it is. It, exactly. It has, you know, love the gear, enjoy it, talk with friends about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, I what was that? Oh man, what was it? There was an old episode of like Digital Rev, Revolution. I think it was like a YouTube channel. Oh, and oh yeah. Kai. Yeah. I used to watch them every morning before yeah. work. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. I used to dig those guys so much. And they used to do that, like, doing a cheap camera challenge. Yeah. And they'd go get, like, some, like, I don't know, like, Zach Arias or something like that to go grab uh -huh. like, a Toy Story plastic camera and go rock this thing on the streets. And you're like, yeah, you're just good at what you do, man. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you exactly. And that's, yeah, it's super inspiring. It kind of knocks you down a notch. Well, I man, I remember the first year that I uh, did uh, film photography. I I, I found a, I can't remember where it was. I think it was the thrift store. I found a uh, a Time magazine from the '80s. It was a camera from the '80s, but it was from Time magazine. It was a cheap plastic. I mean, probably less <laughs> less technically advanced than the than a Holga. <laughs> you know, it was real cheap plastic, and I only got was able to shoot one or two rolls and it fell apart. Yeah. But the the images that I got out of it were really really cool. You know, plastic lens, no focusing whatsoever, uh, zero focusing, and yeah, yeah. I think there were four 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 apertures: uh, sunny, cloudy. I I can't remember what they were, but you know that that was it, and. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. the images that I got, I mean, they weren't the the greatest images, but man, they were there was something kind of funky and cool about them, you know. So there, there's something to be said about <laughs> not focusing solely on the gear and just letting the images themselves, you know, come as they are. Absolutely, you know? yeah. It's as uh, Kurt Cobain would say, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's absolutely just letting. I love. I let go with that stupid Holga of mine so much I forget to focus it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how many times I've done that. I'll get halfway through a roll. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot you had to focus this stupid thing. And like, <laughs> but it kind of adds to like some of the stuff that focus. But I get so in just point and shoot because yeah. my brain shuts off. Like point and shoot, right? I don't have to care about ISO or uh, <laughs> there's like two apertures and they're not even sure both of them work. It's like f8, 11, sunny or yeah. not, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, exactly. Like, this is a point and shoot. And I went out one morning and I'm like, I must have been on shot seven. And I completely forgot to look at the little, the one guy, three guys are mountains. I'm just shooting. And uh, you, you hit lucky once in a while. But it was, yeah. I, I don't have a, I don't think I have a camera that was just, I would love one. I guess it's our iPhone, you know. But yeah. you just you aim it at the thing and then you press the button. And yeah. I, I still have a love of like aperture priority, <laughs> you know, like that kind yeah. of, vibe where, <laughs> you know, too. I, I will say that uh, openly. I, I used to just put it in aperture priority, shoot it wide open. And uh, yeah, that was the nice thing about the digital ones. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I had a Fujifilm X100. Uh, no, I'm sorry. X10. I did have an X100, but uh, yeah. before that it was an X10 and I always kept it on aperture priority just because, I could, I love the the ability to to control the depth of field, yeah. Uh, and that I was starting to learn about depth of field at that, at that point, so I love the ability to control that, yeah. and then just try to remember that I, either I needed to stand really still if it was, yeah. you know, <laughs> f two, oh, or 
yeah. you know, not have to worry about it if it was F-16 or something like that. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm sorry, vice versa. No, Anyways, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly, just all you do is like set, it's almost like a, 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 an artistic dial. It's like, do I want it in sharp or do I want some blurring? And that's, exactly. I'm not even focused on how much light or what ISO when you're shooting like a digital aperture priority. Right. And, that I think I do dig pretty good about the uh, you know autofocus auto ISO. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot going for it, man. It's uh, true. So it's and true. I and have one cam like I think I have got my FE two. That's my like my backup Nikon. Uh, and it, well, the F two is my good one. My FE two has got that beautiful aperture priority, which I I save that for like around the house shots of the kids, right? I yeah. just on it, fire it up, and then. I don't have to be like, hang on, you know, like, like I got my phone out and get my app, or I'm gonna sign sixteen this thing and like on the fly while my kid's like jumping through something. Exactly, you know? you're gonna miss it before you, yeah. <laughs> before it happens, you know. Yeah. Uh. That's why I, mean, I I I got yeah I I've seen too many story like storytelling with a Leica M3. I'm like, okay, I need an M3 to to really capture this story because clearly people have done it and that's their go to. Yeah. So I. And then I ended up with a Barnack, like uh, uh, getting one of the uh, one of the uh, two of them now. But the, the it's I, there's no chance I'm catching kids with that thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's like it's I too slow, do, right? A, a few ca- calculations have to go into things before. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, that's it's more your artistic uh, camera, right? <laughs> exactly. That's just yeah. the get out and then get inspired by a kind of vibe. Um, exactly. That's, that's what they're for. I mean, it's great to have a great lens, but it's that's it's nice. Just I don't want too many cameras. I mean, that's where you get that paralysis. Right, uh, right. Where's paralysis by over analysis? Like I'd open that cabinet, mm-hmm. and I never felt that before because I always had one camera for each kind of job, I guess. And I and right. I wasn't a, wasn't a lens collector. And then some dude in town, I found him on like marketplace selling a Nikon kit. And he and there was like six lenses in it, and it had that that FE two, but mm-hmm. it had had that one hundred five two point five that legendary uh, one that uh, shot the Afghan girl, right? Okay, yeah. Like oh, oh the one hundred five. I'm like, oh, and he wouldn't part it out. And then eventually, he's like, look, he's like, I'll just sell you the whole bag for a couple hundred bucks. So I was like, whoa! <laughs> I get this thing home, and I go out to go shooting. I'm like. Staring at this bag of lenses, and I got, started getting like actually angry at it because before I just go, I, I just I didn't want to think about taking you know, I was like 50 millimeter, let's go walk in yeah. the door. I'm looking at like an 85, a 105, a 135, and 20. <laughs> I was like, I got mad at it. I'm like brushing snow off my car to head out. I'm like, this is stupid. What am I gonna take it? I'm taking them all. I guess I'm taking them all. And like, yeah. that day, I'm like, I started parting that bag out and selling everything off because there's too much. Uh, it's true man it's so true but i don't different focal lengths make me crazy uh just happen to you know that's because it messes with your seeing right i don't i love the idea i let me put it that way i like the way like the 105 when i get portraits with that you're like man like that really pops it's such an incredible image but i'm like when i'm wandering um i don't see like that i see 50 it's uh, kind of limiting, yeah. Because I've heard it said that fifty millimeters kind of, kind of what we see naturally, like yeah. between thirty-five and fifty, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think it's like forty-two or something like we that. You don't see. No. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you put another lens on my camera. I'll do it for fun. 
over for a specific purpose. But as far as like just capturing stuff, any, I'd say like 80% of the stuff on my Instagram page was shot with either like the equivalent on a medium format or a 50 millimeter on my 35s. Just same here. That's just, um, I'm fighting seeing when I go out with another uh, camera. Like, I'll pull it up to my eye. I'm like, God dang it. And I have to, I keep stepping back further and further. I'm like, yeah. 85 for a while um, kind of became my uh, jam because I was, I got really into that, like, adapting lenses onto my Fuji. Um, uh-huh. So I was using all with the adapters. I had, a, like, a Fuji X-T1. Uh, and I would snap on all these 50 millimeter lenses. But with the crop sensor, gets you closer to 85. So I was, I went on a real uh, binge with my uh, Fuji, but with all these like, uh, like, I like super Tacumar, uh, coat, like those kind of lenses and stuff. But it always ended up being 75 millimeters or whatever the, the, the math is on that crop sensor. So I'm like, I went and got an 85 for my Nikon. That actually worked out pretty good. That's not a, cool. I find it's, it's like a 50 with just a hair more reach. Um, okay, that that's good to know because I've been interested in an 85 millimeter. I have the first lens I ever got, <laughs> the first film camera that I had. I ordered one, but it didn't come. It hadn't uh, come. By the time I bought this one on Facebook Marketplace, it was yeah, a with a 135, I think f 28 or f 3 remember. But uh, the, you know, the first couple of rolls I shot were with lens because that's what i had and uh man nowadays i shoot mainly i have a 58 millimeter a 50 millimeter 35 and then i do have a 28 that i use when i'm really wanting to get, do some good wide landscapes but yeah. for the most part it's between 35 and 58 and that's kind of where i where i stick you know yeah and it's super healthy doing that just locking into i mean going with what feels right uh absolutely you know just um and if you're kind of that's the nice thing is if you're just kind of feeling like changing things up it's like throw uh throw on a 200 millimeter for fun uh, <laughs> yeah. honestly guy i that was when i was shooting a lot of digital i can't I, I couldn't move it over to film because the damn thing was so heavy i couldn't balance it and focus it uh when i was especially even adapting it on my but i had uh it was in it was a friend who used to loan it to me all the time it was an 80 to 200 80 to 200 nikon uh, and I would just like 2.8 at 200 and I would just bang out portraits all day on that. Oh, I loved <laughs> it. And then I got it. I was like, man, I'm throwing this on my night, on my film camera. And I'm like trying to like, it's a twisted turn kind of focus. I'm like, I'm so shaky. I'm like putting it up like a sniper over my arm, but then the focus would be out. I'm like, damn it. And I have to go back. I'm like, ah, but those kind of focal lengths, they render such dreamy, like, uh, images like just it almost has that uh large format kind of like blurry behind them blurry behind them or in yeah front of them. they're still nice and far away and it creates such a cool effect um like when i first put that on a digital i was like whoop instant photographer you see the image <laughs> like boom <laughs> i got yeah, and exactly. oh yeah it was kind of uh my go-to lens for a long time that's because cool. it was just, everything i shot was 200 at 2.8 and yeah. uh, one day I'll move it over. If I ever get one of those like autofocus uh, uh, bo- uh, dome bodies, I should eventually one day. I'm trying to get cool. one. Of those- cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Mark, I wanted to th- uh, thank you for being on the podcast with me. Um, 
it's been a real pleasure talking with you, uh, chatting about not only your photography, but also your music and our love for the 90s, man. <laughs> ah, dude. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the kids know it these days. You know that. Like, I get some oh, kids true. in here. I get little kids in here going, I'm, for what I teach here, uh, they're like, yeah, like, uh, I'm doing a project at school. We're doing it on the 90s. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, well, can you tell me anything about it? I'm like, dude. Uh, the one thing about the 90s was that everybody always says this generation, that generation, that music sucked. I'm like, in the 90s, we knew things were going well. It, just how much of an in, uh, influx of good bands were. It was just, uh, and looking back on it, you're like, dude, that was a serious like release of, uh, of music. And we it's all knew it. And, so true. <laughs> you know, kids these days are picking up 90s stuff. You know, it's... Mm. Uh, it's pretty sweet. It makes me feel old, but it's also kind of cool. <laughs> it is. <Yeah>. It is. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good. I um, look forward to getting some of those uh, tracks for me, and we'll put them on the beginning and end of the, the podcast. Which for the for you listeners, yeah. <laughs> you're you've already heard the beginning. You'll hear the end uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. as as it uh, as it comes. But again, Mark, thank you so much for for the chat, and I it was a blast. Um, Instagram. Do you, do you, for you know, for every, anybody else who might not be, uh, where do you put most of your, or where do you put your work? Is it mainly on Instagram, yeah. or do you, yeah, do Instagram, just, Instagram just because I, it was like it was like like being a musician without a gig, right? Like I, right. I was still shooting again, and I didn't know what to do with it, so I kind of Instagram was the place. I love the. Facebook groups, you know, Nag Paws yeah. and, and all of those and Embrace the Green. They're all awesome uh, to, but I just don't share my stuff there all that often, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I just, I don't know. I just, you should, I, man. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll just start like, like just sharing constantly and uh, just try. Yeah. <laughs> now I just, uh, the Instagram, I don't even, I didn't even invite my friends to it. I just kind of made it for my photos. I didn't want to, like everybody else, every yep. other photographer that just inundates their Facebook page with, look what this, I took a picture of my dog, here's my another. And I was like, man, yeah. I think I'm just overdoing this. I, I need another platform. I didn't yeah. want to bug my stuff. So that's where it lives. And uh, that's about it. I like to print it. Yeah, man. Is, is it, I, I can't remember, just, you know, it's for our listeners. Is it Mark underscore Wellsford or Mark Wellsford together? Or how, yeah. how is it? Yeah, it's underscore. I'm not sure why. Maybe there was another one in the world, but I. Okay. Was, yeah, Mark underscore Wellsford. It was uh, one L, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's where everything lands. Okay. Well, if you guys uh, out and if you want to see some really, really cool black and white photos, check out Mark's um, uh, Instagram feed at Mark underscore Wellsford one L. And you'll see some really, really good shots. So thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for uh hope to chat again sometime. Absolutely. Anytime. Just give me a shout. I'm here. Uh, all right. Thanks, well, man. to all you out there in podcast land, thanks for listening. And as always, keep those analog vibes alive. <laughs>